0: He is cancelling a Star Wars shooter. we got a new Pokemon game on the way and layoffs continue to rock the industry. What's left of it, anyway? This is VGC, the video game podcast with Mr. Andy Robertson. Hello. And me. Hello, Andy Robertson. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are <laughs> right? you? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I'm always... Uh, Honoured when we've got the head honcho of VGC uh, on the show. Uh, Jordan, unfortunately, um, isn't here because he was involved. Uh, um, some might say he masterminded the whole uh, Glaswegian uh, Willy Wonka immersive theatre experience <laughs> and he's, he's currently on the run. He's got a big bag full of um, £20 notes and he's, and he's, and he's not going back for a little while. He's keeping his, he's keeping his, uh, he's keeping his nose clean and keeping his head down. To be quite frank, uh, big news uh, on, on the show this week. More uh, layoffs, obviously, as we said. Uh, but EA has cancelled *Respawn* Star Wars first-person shooter, an FPS game that was uh, it was involved um, uh, with um, Peter Hirschman who obviously worked uh, at Arts for a long time, and and he was the Medal of Honor co-creator. He also worked on the Battlefront games, the Force Unleashed, Unleashed and more. Uh, and on Wednesday, uh, more company-wide layoffs in EA, uh, 700 uh, company-wide, uh, and they've decided to um, to to can it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real cabal of incredible um licenses and titles. I imagine that the marketing... <clears throat> Uh, spend on this game would have been the best part
1: of a quarter million quid, anyway. Well, yeah, it's 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 more it's it's just depressing talking about this this constant kind of cavalcade of, of layoffs, right? Um, mm. But I mean, uh, beyond the, the you know kind of the personal aspects of that, the personal cost, this is kind of a rare glimpse into to some of the actual games that you know we're going to miss out on. Um, mm. I mean, anyone anyone of our age, Pete, um, you know, when they you hear Star Wars and first person shooter. It, it kind of Got raises forces. some exactly, which came out yesterday. The remaster came out yes, yesterday. Yes, the
0: remaster. I, I think I was expecting because they've used that company that's done a oh, lot yeah, of night dive, those kind night of things. Dive, they're yes. really, really, really good. And 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 I saw it, and I was like, I was expecting. I know they've sort of remastered the um, the cutscenes and stuff, but I was expecting. <clears> is it would it be fair, it, I was, would it be okay to say that I was expecting a little more in the? In well, they they the,
1: they're, they're more like on the authentic side, right? They right, they're not going to okay, like yeah. slap some. You know, uh, crazy new art style. The on Unreal of, Engine. They have they made more changes than you think. If you look at it side by side, like the cutscenes have actually right, been yeah. like the you know the art, the hand almost drawn redrawn. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. They, so redrawn, they are quite yeah. different. But <clears throat> so it's it's I guess ironic on the day that that classic Star Wars first person shooter was remastered, um, mm-hmm. that we've had the news that this one's cancelled. Which you know I think I, I can tell you from the reaction on our social uh, social media channels uh, a lot of people were looking forward to this. a lot of people were really disappointed by this news mm. um as you you said kind of the the talent behind it peter Hirschman, um it, it is a very very experienced um, game designer on, you know, co-created Medal of Honor, works on the Battlefront game, so he knows what he's doing. It's just, yeah, it's just more... It's, it's difficult not to be depressing on these podcasts every week talking about these mm. stories, right, uh, of just the, the ridiculous amount of uh, cutting that's happening in the games industry at the moment. I mean, the the eye-opening thing in EA's statement was they basically said, we're going to um, refocus on, like, IP and franchises that we own. Mm. So... Yeah as soon as you saw that you're like whoa shit what does that mean for your i think they've announced three star wars games they're working on
0: um, right? And, and so they've definitely cancelled one of them
1: yes i think That's they've so said that things. the the third jedi game is still coming right. um they also have a um a strategy game that they announced a of years ago. the star wars strategy game which i imagine respawn wasn't working on anyway because it doesn't fit their expertise right so there's no mention mm. of that but they basically say like look we're going to refocus on Uh, Jedi and you know Apex Legends basically but Mm. I mean it raises eyebrows right for a company that's working on uh uh, you know a are they working on an Iron Man game and uh are they working on another Marvel game um is it it's even it's Black Panther right I think um I'm gonna get shot in the comments for that but they're working on two Marvel games and from from my perspective and from a lot of you know players' perspectives, it's just really getting really annoying now, isn't it? That, that, you know, this short-termism, they they, they started working on all of these licensed games and the whole idea of that was that it kind of was less risky because obviously games now cost so much money to make. It's more of a sure bet if you can go in with Iron Man than it is Mm. if you're working on a new IP or your own franchise—that's, you know, frankly far less popular than obviously Marvel—and now they're like, you know, five years later, yeah, we we changed their minds. You're all Sacking fired. It off,
0: yeah, with um, with, with uh, if if EA can't get it right, who the hell can? You know, that, that's the thing for me—the scale of EA. Um, if they can't get games out the door, I think the industry has to sort of look inward. Yeah, there's there's, a, there's a lot of problems, right? Questions.
1: Without going, you know, too into the nitty gritty, it's it's like. There's a lot of reasons why this is happening everywhere. Um everything costs more. Um mm. you have the obvious repercussions of like during the pandemic when gaming was booming, everyone invested like you couldn't you couldn't, you know, turn around without someone offering you some VC money to launch a game studio. Mm um and that not only has that come down and they were expecting that to come down but you've also had stuff like you know there would have been effects on the you know russia invading ukraine on just the the cost of everything Mm. you know the cost of an employee is is now higher um you know a lot of the bets sure bets that companies would took to put their profits up haven't really taken off as fast as they hoped like you know cloud streaming and subscription Mm. and yeah so it's not happy times at the moment. It's not happy times, but hopefully, you know, we get through this year, which I'm officially calling 2023 Part 2. Um, <laughs> and, and next year, with a new Nintendo console, and, you know, GTA 6 is a bit rosier for everyone. Might be a bit of a shot, shot in the yeah, arm. Yeah, well, that's, what the, that's what the be. game's in needs. It needs a shot in the arm yeah. right now for people to become confident again, start spending money again, stop laying off bloody employees of companies who work on 10 million selling games. Mm. I mean, obviously the real uh, crime here is um,
0: an industry beset with just widespread piracy. I mean, I don't know about you, Andy. I, I don't play a first-party purchase game anymore. I'm just constantly pirating and and uh, emulating. Nintendo says that Zelda <laughs> was pirated one million times pre-release as it sues what the Yuzu... Hook. Yuzu emulator creator. A Nintendo of America has filed a lawsuit against Tropicase, the creator of Switch emulator Yuzu. Yuzu's uh, like a sort of lemon, sort of Japanese lemon flavor, isn't it? I suppose yes. you, you use for cooking. It's very delicious. Uh, but uh, this is less delicious uh, if you're a Nintendo. Uh, in a complaint uh, spotted by Fire reporter uh, Stephen Totillo, uh, or Totillo? Totillo? Totillo. Yeah. Totillo. Yeah. Uh The platform holder argues that the defendant and its were fully aware of the use of Yuzu by others in uh, performing circumvention and in facilitating at a colossal scale. Now, I am on nodding terms with Yuzu. Wasn't there a recent situation where Yuzu had to be pulled from Steam because it actually contained some uh, keys uh so, so some decrypting keys mm. uh, from nintendo of america uh, on nintendo rather um and, and that's why that got pulled so it's not quite as i think with no, with nostalgia and emulators people do sort of go well you know it was all reverse engineered um as long as you provide your own keys everything's fine everything's kosher uh, but in this particular situation it wasn't quite the case which seems like a a glaring um sort of open goal uh open I, goal, I, i'm rather.
1: surprised this hasn't happened sooner um, mm. I mean, Nintendo are, are kind of famously heavy-handed when it comes to, you know, this sort of thing, modding, fan mm. project, simulation. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. Oh, um, And, uh, I mean, to give you a, a little peek behind the curtain, from a, a, a reviewer's perspective who, you know, often reviews in Nintendo games, mm. it's the last, I would say, maybe two years. It's just become absolutely... It, it, you're surprised if the game isn't being emulated by players before your review goes up than if it is right okay it's ridiculous like first person because
0: of the power is it just because of the power of the switch is minimal compared
1: to the other ones you know
0: we've not even got like we've not even got playstation 4 uh uh, you know up and running properly yet so it's it's you can understand why the switch is a little easier to yeah of course up and running
1: um so yeah i mean that's often the case is that we can't talk about a game that we're reviewing you know we've had time to spend with and review properly um mm. and then it's always by the time we get to it everyone's already finished it you know yeah, um, yeah. i mean like in this lawsuit notes always uh, that they say that uh, an estimated million one million people downloaded zelda tears of the kingdom which is their biggest game for years before it even came out which is true you've got right? but do you know i don't know if the number's true but everyone was mm. you know uh, on the internet seemingly was emulating that game
0: Indeed. But uh, was that because it was a Wii U? They, they were emulating the Wii U version of the game, weren't they? Wasn't oh, no, Wii no. You're, or think, or you're thinking me? of the previous game. Oh, I'm thinking of the first one. Um, right. Sorry. Yeah, OK. Uh, okay. No, but no, I've no, no. It's,
1: it's, it's super common now. Super common. Mm. Um, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it honestly, it's the case where if I'm reviewing a Nintendo game and it comes out and everyone's not playing it, you know on mm. you know the discord channels and and social media and stuff before i've published my review i'm surprised yeah it's it's yeah. like for example Understood. um nintendo didn't announce um who the new voice of mario was mm. and we found that out via some kids on a discord who had you know got the game early and dug through the files and mm. <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: and yeah they, it's one of those, i mean it's like and nintendo just a bit of a you know, Japanese developers and, and, and um, uh, program teams are, are criticized for being, you know, Japanese uh, boardrooms in, in in their entirety are criticized for being a bit 1970s, a bit mm. 1980s. They're very stuck in their ways. They're still, you know, everything's based on the fax machine, et cetera, et cetera, all the usual tropes. But um, is it just Nintendo are a bit of a throwback in every sense um, from the top to the bottom and they're just not as lithe and they're just not as understanding of how the... Whole, um, the whole world works when it comes to uh, people emulating and people.
1: Well, I'd, I'd, I'd say their business is very different, right? They rely on um, back catalogue. They rely on selling their own games. They're mm-hmm. not like the other consoles where they're relying on third parties and big new releases and discounts. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to buy Mario Kart Eight Deluxe now, which is pushing ten, well, it's got to be ten years old if you include the Wii U version, you're still paying fifty quid. You know, that yeah. game yeah. continues to sell, and Nintendo games continue to sell. They really don't cut the price as much. Um, so they need to protect that, right? There's, there's two sides to this, I guess. Uh, I mean, the difficulty these days is that preservation's just become far, far more of an important issue now that we've moved into the digital age in games. Um, mm. I mean, just in the last, you know, kind of 18 months, you've seen Nintendo close entire storefronts on Wii U, on 3DS. There are thousands of games you cannot get now um, mm. because they've done that, you know, unless you already own them which is, is super disappointing uh, for the medium, for the, for the art form. Um, so I can see people, why the emulation is very important from that perspective. I would imagine from this point of view, Nintendo just feel like they need to be seen to be doing something about this yeah. because piracy, um, it, does, it does really affect, um, you, know, you know, kind of uh, platforms. When it becomes this as rampant as it looks like it is now on Switch. Well,
0: well, look at how look at how they've 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 gone all out after the um is it the MIG Switch that thing that's that's kind yeah, of, oh, that, yeah that that card j- j- yeah j- just come out yeah I mean you cannot find a single YouTube you can see I think you can find one YouTube video uh, where a man is reviewing it but I mean it, it, in in they just seem very very aggressive and you remember the R four card right down.
1: yeah massively and so that
0: that yeah that
1: was everywhere it all Everyone comes from that world. it all comes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from that experience where companies Mm. abandoned the DS because of that that car. Like third-party companies abandoned the DS. Um, Rockstar released uh, Grand Theft Auto, um, Chinatown Wars on DS. Great game. Mm. And it didn't sell that much, and they estimated that it was down to piracy, that so many millions of people just pirated it. Mm. Um, And that kind of like killed off the confidence. Once the confidence has gone, companies stop making games to the platform and then consumers lose out, Right. So I do think mm. there's an element of that when Nintendo feel like they need to be doing something, you know, to make to it, seen, to make, especially I mean, to make it look like they're yeah, on the side of the especially with right. their their next system, you know, now mm. kind of year out. Um, I mean, I imagine this has been in the works for more than you know a couple of months, but it does feel like that to me. That's that's why you worry about kind
0: of backwards compatibility with the second Switch because obviously, like a lot of the inroads for. Um, hacking and kind of patching techniques usually come through the 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 previous kind of um, uh, mm. because people understand the architecture of the previous system uh, a lot of these kind of like memory um, in, infecting yeah. and, and injecting uh, kind of come through these uh these these little um these little open doors uh, to a certain extent what, so what it, it is a bit is, of a risk um, isn't
1: it what i would say to that is the 3DS, the original 3DS, had um, backwards compatibility with DS. You could put the carts in. So that mm. kind of tells you all you need to know, that clearly mm. they they feel like they can counteract these club, of kind of tools with some new kind of on hardware measures. Mm. Mm.
0: Well, I mean, Nintendo are on the bones of their bums, obviously, because Zelda Tears of the Kingdom was yeah, last year's second best-selling game. It sold over 20 million copies, a total only beaten by... Hogwarts Legacy. So I mean they're gonna be going cap and cup in hand, aren't they? Really? <laughs> cap in hand, cup in hand, whichever way. Uh, Pokemon Legends, Z A is officially uh coming to uh, Nintendo Switch in twenty twenty five. Is that Czar? Is that ZA? Is that I don't really
1: know. Who was who brings back awful memories for any West Ham fans? Pokemon Legends, Zar
0: Uh, Announced during Pokemon Presents on Tuesday, the game will take place in the Kalos region, the setting of Pokemon X and Y. The game will be released in 2025, but you don't have to take our word for it. Here's Jordan, on his about to board his flight from Los Angeles uh, after he viewed a secret video game, which you can't talk
2: about just yet. Um, Here he is on the whole Pokemon situation. Hello, chaps. It is Jordan here in a hotel in Los Angeles, having just seen an unreleased video game and seen uh, Young Sheldon, which was the highlight of the trip thus far. Not the TV show, the actual guy, Young Sheldon, uh, with some thoughts on the Pokémon Presents. Now, I got up at 6am LA time to watch this. I thought it was okay. The problem with Pokémon Presents is that they have to serve a lot of Masters. They have to literally serve Masters in the sense of Pokémon Masters, EX, like the mobile games and all that stuff. It's fine. But the The highlight for me was Pokemon Legends ZA, uh, Pokemon Legends Zaza, as we're calling it. It's a Legends game set in the future in the Kalos region from Pokemon X and Y. And I love Pokemon Legends Arceus, so I think it's probably going to be pretty good. But since then, Nintendo of America tweeted saying it's going to be set entirely in one city, Lumio City, which... I mean, that can be fine. There's plenty of games that are set largely in one city, like your big open world kind of games. So if that's what Pokemon's going to do and they're going to make, like, a cyberpunk-sized world um, with all these different, like, uh, little regions in the city, like the kind of teased an underground kind of canal area where you get your water types and all that kind of thing, that would be pretty enjoyable. But, um, yeah, it's a 2025 game, so... Christ knows what the switch is going to have in twenty twenty four, but that was that was pretty much it. The card, the trading card game looks quite cool as well, but I don't know. And um, more importantly, um, I think you should spend your weekend one playing Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, really good game. But also uh, look up the Glasgow Wonka Experience if you want um, some hearty hearty laughs. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got to say. Also, I had some Skittles flavoured energy drink and I've not shat myself yet. Um, Go with God. Love you all. See you next week.
0: So there we go. Thank you, Jordan. Um, Andy, I mean, I am not... The only sort of perspective I have on Pokemon is that every time I go to Japan, um, my friends' children always want special Japanese Pokemon cards and you can get them in 7-Eleven, fine. But you really got to hunt around for the good ones, and I don't really know what I'm looking at, and it's quite difficult, and it's quite a waste of time for
1: me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I um, I'd love Pokemon, but I've not played an actual Pokemon game properly since I was a kid, really. I mean, now that I have mm. my own kids, we sat and played um, Scarlet and Violet together. Mm. Um, but myself, probably the last ones I played were properly, were like silver and gold, because I'm the right, right age, right? Pokemon came out yeah. when I was like 11 or 11, something like 12, 11, 12, mm. something like that sort of age. So, you know, I was in school during the Pokemon card craze. Mm. Um, I actually um, got pulled in by the headmaster once um, because I got caught with another lad at the back of the school field in a bush doing something suspicious, (laughs) like, you know, (laughs) pulling something out of our jacket and doing something suspicious. Right, yeah, yeah. Which clearly he suspected was uh, drugs. And he's like, right, let's see what you were doing then. Open your, you know, empty your pockets. And I emptied a uh, Game Boy Color and a uh, link cable. (laughs) Um, Oh, you were linking up. The look on his face when I was like, We were trading Pokemon, sir. He's like, like, Oh. Why
0: do I work at such a lame arse? (laughs) Get out. (laughs) This is not testing my uh, teaching skills. Do some drugs
1: like a proper child.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, Jordan will be back uh, next week to helm the show. We've got some good guests coming up, actually, uh, on the list. Uh, But after we come back, we'll dive into the sad news of more widespread layoffs rocking the industry. And we're back with VGC, the video game podcast. Pete Donaldson and Andy Robinson with you. Uh, PlayStation is cutting around 900 staff worldwide, around about 8% of its entire workforce. And London studio is is toast by the looks of things, um, Andy. It, it's hard to kind of overstate how important that studio was to PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation 2, certainly, in its, in its sort of formative years. So many... Big, big uh, titles coming out of uh, of that studio back in the day, and you know I've, I've fond memories of, you know mo- the more um, the more ambitious titles like the Getaway and stuff.
1: But there they they was there was some absolutely. I mean, stuff they they, they, they you know they were responsible for iToy, you know Sing Star.
0: That one is.
1: Um, You know, kind of more recently, uh, they worked on like iPet and mm. Wonderbook. And a lot of mm. VR games. And it's more to do with, like, I mean, they're right. They're connected to Sony's, um, uh, 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 like, UK HQ, the mm. European HQ as well. So it does, like, bring with it, like, a lot of, um, you know, kind of memories of how Britain was part of the fabric of the history of PlayStation, right? Yeah. PlayStation was cool. And a lot of that came from Britain, you know. Mm. Uh, You know, you think of games like The Getaway, and you think of games like GTA and Wipeout and Lemmings, and you know things like that. Um, And the club scene, where they literally put Playstations in nightclubs in in the late nineties, you know, they made gaming cool, basically for for a a slightly older audience. Um, And it's super, super sad to see it ripped to shreds. Really, I mean, you look at the the studio UK studios; they've closed. It's not just this one. There's been a couple. I think they closed Liverpool Studio, didn't they? I mean, obviously, Psygnosis yeah. is long gone. Um, it's you know the the guys who worked on you know Drive Club recently and, and like you know games like that. It's and also they centralized in the US about ten years ago. So really, you know, it's not it's not the same as what it was. A lot of this flavor that I used to love and a lot of people used to love PlayStation 4, this this con, you know kind of international flavor came from the fact that they weren't centralized. You know, they. Japan and America and Europe could do had autonomy to an extent to do what they mm. want. So you know, uh, uh, in Europe, people are like, oh, here's itoy and Singstar, you know, and Buzz and Drive Club, and and then America would be like, here's SoCOM and you know, <laughs> War Warhawk, the more and, milit- yeah, the more militaristic know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then Japan Studio would also be like, here's ICO and you know, yeah. Last Guardian and rain and you Mm -hmm. know things like that and it was brilliant whereas now it just feels incredibly american it feels more Mm -hmm. american than xbox does which is saying a lot knowing where they came from Mm -hmm. um you know where they where how they compared and where they stood you know 10 years ago um i mean i had someone a friend say to me recently um a, a friend in japan that xbox feels like it has more of a presence in japan now um right okay you know yeah, oh, that was such
0: a, that was a long i mean the sales don't compare long, playstation long to
1: well on top but i think what they they mean by that is well xbox has got like a couple of japan if, studios of working on stuff to, you know bit, uh, yeah <coughs> whereas sony other, other than um the team asobi the the AstroBot guys was mm. you know but it's and that's yeah, super so got... super sad so yeah it's difficult not to get frankly like pissed off to see this um but Sony have softened the blow by, you know, making it clear that, that you know, this was coming. I mean, in their latest results um, a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was, they were lining this up big time, you know, saying, mm. oh, we're going to have to make, you know, cost reductions or whatever phrase yeah. they use. Um, and and frankly, it's quite, oh, shocking is not the word, but for people in business, it's, it was, you know, it, it was, it was surprising to see how much profit they'd actually made you know, mm. I, I think um, I, I said the other week they made ten billion dollars um, revenue, and only six hundred million of that was profit. So obviously, see, right, it's, not, okay. it's not like a, you know a small amount of money. But when you consider that games now cost two to three hundred million to make, and that's their Christmas but presumably not. But presumably not the
0: ones that the that, um, that the London studios were even working on. That's no,
1: I no, that. These no, are, no. But but these are small but no. But there's there, the, the wages. The you know, they still got to pay mm. for those guys. You know, and
0: and this is all, and this is not just a video. We talk about so many video game layoffs. I mean, this a lot of this obviously is a result of um, overstaffing during uh, COVID, but also you know struggles like Brexit, probably. Yeah, of course, uh, there's have, there's have a lot of factors, and also
1: they've they've gambled, they've invested a lot in these live service games. That was mm-hmm. a big bet, which has cost them a ton. <clears throat> because obviously, they take ages to make. They might not even be hits. A lot, is, you know, it's like a one. You know, if one of out of ten is a hit, then you've done all right. I mean, yeah. Hell Divers has done all right. They've cancelled the Last of Us one. They cancelled mm. uh, allegedly um, the uh, twisted metal game. Mm. Um, I think there was one or two others they've cancelled, I believe. So it's that bet has clearly contributed to this. But the, the biggest thing is like console prices are not going down. Like to, usually, what happens is in previous generations is that. The consoles get cheaper to manufacture, right? Um, but then they're not. Those days are kind of done now. They're not getting just because of supply chain. Well, just, just yeah, just, like the region. cost of these system on chips and stuff that they have in PS Five. They don't. They're not getting mm. cheaper. So usually right. that would help because the big gamble, right, is that you take the hit on the hardware, and as it goes on, you make it becomes very profitable as the hardware and, becomes and, cheaper and the game sell. But not only that, but games cost such a stupid amount of money to make now. Mm. It's not sustainable, isn't it? You look at that profit. I mean, again, I know they're huge numbers, but numbers, but so they've got got to make like, you know, a billion pounds, a billion dollars, sorry, to make 60 million profit. mm. That's- like, yeah. un- something's got to give there, right? I mean, this was always, always coming. Um, guess, it's just disappointing I, it has to come at the cost of people rather than, you know, them actually changing their strategy away from these these big, massive, bloody games, which, you, do, you know, we've talked about it at length. It can't go on forever, right? They can't keep mm. making these, you know, 50, 100-hour, $300 million games. They need to start making smaller or shorter games, you know or both
0: but but would would it be fair to say that if you're in a boardroom and you're not really a gamer but you happen to be on the board at PlayStation or whatever you know you're you're in this kind of um uh, rarefied atmosphere at the top of a very tall building at wherever you might be in in the world and you're uh and you've heard of your Call of Duties you've heard of FIFA you've heard of all of these games um that they're, they're the ones that get made because they're the ones that non gaming <clears throat> Um, people who work in high up in, in management of these companies, that, that's the ones that they've heard of. They're the ones that make headlines. And these kind of like double air, single air uh, titles just, 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 oh, of don't course. People have been chasing
1: this dragon for, for like 10 mm. years now, right? If you can have a FIFA Ultimate team or a GTA Online, you're laughing because that's mm. going to pay your bills forever, you know, to a certain extent. Um that mm. pays for everyone else. But there's also, for every um, GTA Online, there's probably like 20, flops you know there's a we can't think of half of them but you know huge companies have tried and failed i mean what was the amazon game um i can't even remember the name of oh, it yeah it came out for about two weeks <laughs> um but like, but also i think if you're a, if you're a punter
0: and these games sort of come out i think sometimes because you know that for every one you know mega epoch de- defining um success there's going to be 20 failures Why invest your time in a game that might not be supported Yeah, that's that's, that's a good
1: point as well, because the other aspect is that the market's oversaturated now, because one of the repercussions Mm. of, you know, everyone jumping into gaming during the pandemic is there. I mean, look how many games there were last year. It's ridiculous. Mm. Like, I haven't got through my backlog, and I'm sure most people haven't. Mm. Um, They're competing for your time. It's not as simple as just money. There's not enough time in the day to play all these Mm. games we've never had more access to games. You know, Game Pass, again, you've just got a pile of games there to play. <laughs> um, it's yeah. You know, they're bashing out games in sales now for, for pounds, you know, for dollars. It's, it's, you know, there are, we can see that in the market data. Analysts will show you this, that consumers are gravitating to fewer, bigger games you know mm.
0: well i mean the cost of living's gone up the uh, we are time poor and money poor and what's the there'll
1: be less appetite do you remember when we were when we were kids and we games. had to like buy mega drive carts or what have you um yeah. and once you finish that game like you just have to make to play it again you know like yeah, until like again, you, yeah. you could afford yeah. another one for your birthday or whatever imagine like if you had Fortnite when you were a kid Look at how much stuff is in that game. It's free. They just launched a load of new games within Fortnite. Here's Lego Fortnite, which is a whole game. Here's a racing game within Fortnite. Here's a rock band game within Fortnite. Like you're competing with that now. When you're selling games for 60, 70 quid, you're competing with kids who have hundreds and hundreds of hours of entertainment for free right Mm. on there. Their laps. Games aren't games aren't even games anymore. They're platforms in yeah, themselves. Yeah, of course. So it's like,
0: yeah. that's 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 like I guess the modern way uh, to think of it. Well, uh, speaking of gargantuan uh, experiences, uh, Last of Us director Neil Druckmann says he doesn't think he has any more or many more. Big games left in him. Uncharted four and Last of Us creative director Neil Druckmann says that he's seriously thinking about sort of giving up uh, making uh, blockbuster games. Uh, he said that uh, he could envision, envision himself transitioning to something a little bit more low key, which enables him to continue being creative in less stressful environments while also spending some more time with his kids. Proper sort of deathbeds. This is what I want to achieve in my life, kind of thing. Uh, if 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 Druckmann gave up the entire discipline tomorrow. Uh, what would his legacy be, Andy? I mean, two big hitting, one quite formulaically kind of derivative, but the other one has kind of redefined what a, what a zombie experience
1: is. Oh, wow, what a question. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he certainly brought the medium forward in terms of, you know, kind of cinematic narrative driven games, right? I mean, they're, they're two mm. of the most impactful games of the last 10 years easily. Um, mm. You know, whether you liked them or not, I guess his other impact would be, you know, ang- angry, toxic men on social media. <laughs> um, but, you know, to his point, I think a lot of creators are now thinking this. Um, you've seen another PlayStation creator, Corey Barlog, who who works on God mm-hmm. of War. He they asked him why that wasn't a trilogy of games. And he basically says, I don't want to spend the rest of my life working on it. Yeah. Um, you know, even he didn't direct the second one. He gave it to the game designer, I think the lead game designer. Um, he's he's working on it and something else. Um and that's what they need to think about now, especially if you're Neil Druckmann, right? Because these games can take like 10 years to make now, between mm-hmm. five and 10 years. And, you and know, three three years in, these things can be spiked as well. Oh yeah, as <laughs> like we've seen, yeah. That's three years up um, to Swanee, eh? So if you're him, especially with now, he's broken into TV because HBO are working on you know a very successful series of his creation and mm-hmm. he's directing episodes. He's directing episodes of the second series as well. If you're yeah. him and you're experiencing that, and, and clearly he looks like he's some, someone who wants to tell a story within a medium, right? Um, I don't blame him if he'd be going, well, it takes me a year and a half or two years to pump out a series of shows or mm. 10 years to work on this game, you know, which is, is obviously hugely risky. And then they're going to sack my employees for no reason whatsoever. Because again, yeah. we didn't mention that earlier. Sony have like, you know, sacked, laid off people at Insomniac and Naughty Dog, which is ridiculous. Um yeah. The golden you know, geese. Insomniac are like literally PlayStation's first party business at this point. They're, mm. they're, they're just, in, I mean, how much would Insomniac cost now? I think they bought them for something like 200 mil, something like that. It was a mm. silly amount of money. Like uh, how much would they cost now? For, knowing mm. their output, they put out these, yeah. these 10, 15 million seller games regularly. You know, they yeah. are machines. And you're. I think it's a disgrace that anyone's getting laid off at that studio. Um, if, you,
0: if you are a creative person who has one eye on Hollywood, I mean, presumably the cycle of getting, e- even the lethargic kind of nature of getting uh, television and, and and film out, it's still quicker than um, creating a video game. I, I sort of think of like these, um, uh, um, these actors who kind of get into the cycle of like they do a film and then a year and a half later, they get back on the PR kind of bandwagon and, and sell their film effectively. Good God, can you imagine like being a voice actor who's, um, whose line get laid down maybe a couple of years into a, a seven-year or six-year process. I mean, it's, it's, it's astonishing, really. I, I realise that voice acting comes in quite late in the process relatively, but there will be some pungent work that needs to be done quite early on. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a long time, and you may, in one career, only ever work on three successful games that get...
1: get yeah, exactly, released. and I imagine it's that's what he's thinking now, because you look at how old you are, and you go, well... On this hmm. this kind of uh, you know cycle. cycle, I've only got two games left in me, hmm. so I can see now why they would want to work on smaller games, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think we need to move away from these um, juggernauts. I don't even think there would be much lost. I really don't. Yeah. Um, you know, the, these games have to play it so safe with these you know kind of big licenses um, hmm. because of how long they take to make and how much money they cost. Hmm. I think we are potentially missing out a lot. A lot of my favorite games of the last couple of years are the smaller games, you know, the indie games, you know, the, the stuff that can afford to pack innovation into a, you know, 6 to 10 hour package.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I'd like to see more of that. I mean, a lot of these this this stuff, I mean, this we've had this debate before. How much, you know, kind of artificial lengthening of uh, of of these games, uh, you know, is going on with like packing you know these side quests and stuff. Into, I mean, Final Fantasy, which is out today, that has got like a stupid amount of side content in there that is, I think, fair to say, not spectacular, in terms mm. of you know the experience is giving you. I don't think that game needs to be 150 hours long. I mean, is anyone playing that game if it's a third of the length and going, oh, I'm disappointed? Probably actually, yeah. which is, <laughs> which is. The issue but that's, is that's, that we have equated... Is
0: that not the vocal minority, though? I don't think satisfying.
1: so, because clearly companies right. are gunning to this and you keep hearing, oh, it's this long, is this how many hours long, and this how many hours long. Right. I that's think the problem the that they Martin have spiel. is that the games industry has equated value to length, and mm. that's not true. You don't go into a movie no. and go, what, it's only two it's hours goth. long? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's girth, handy uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real shame, and, and I, I think the... Satisfaction of, I mean, because back in the day it used to be just relentless kind of like collecting, you know, your Far Cry map clearing kind of uh, vibes. But now I think people demand a little bit more from their collecting and their side questing and stuff. But I don't think it improves the actual – you you're not got, you've not got the main kind of head of studio, main storyteller working on these quests. You're just getting like no, – they're me, almost yeah. like outsourced to other companies. Well, yeah, they, they, they are. are. When you sometimes. have
1: to make big games like that, it is made by multiple, multiple companies. And you're absolutely right. Mm. It'll be completely different creators working on all that, that guff to stuff mm. the, the world with. I mean, give me a nice, tight Alan Wake 2 – Experience any day of the week. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well,
0: uh, elsewhere in the news, uh, C, Sega. Who's uh, Sega? What the hell? I'm falling to pieces, Andy. Uh, Sega implies that Super Mario Wonder was responsible for Sonic Superstars selling less than expected. What? I, I mean, it's an interesting gambit, isn't it? It's an interesting. <laughs> uh, they've implied. Apparently, uh, they've just released an English translation of a Q and A session uh, held earlier this month. Uh, that can sometimes, depending on who does the uh, localization, and it is localization and translation it is sometimes the the, the 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 tenor of someone's argument can be lost a little bit but uh following its quarter three results presentation for its current fiscal year uh sega executives have apparently said that uh, sonic superstars sold fewer copies than had been forecast and they kind of reckoned that it launched with other titles that could have yeah, been, this is the people the, uh, were a little bit more interested in yeah, so so it fell short of the initial forecast. They're blaming other titles. Uh, if only they could have known and adjusted the yeah. uh, release date accordingly.
1: <laughs> Who could have seen this coming, right? Who could have seen no, this coming? I know they decided to release days before a new Super Mario Brothers game, the first yeah. um, new side-scrolling one in ten years. They
0: tried to do blur versus Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what,
1: how? What the hell? You know. <laughs>
0: I like that I like that like Sega sort of say this as if to sort of go well you're- it's it's your own fault because look Sonic, I know the last few titles have been um, well received by most Sega and Sonic fans. I understand that, but we've had twenty years of absolute tosh by and large, so it's kind of like you you are you've only got yourselves to blame and it's not necessarily the people creating the games now that 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 you would sort of go well I'll probably just buy the Mario one cuz that Sonic one could be in in the words of uh, Gattuso the football manager sometimes it will be good sometimes it will be shit it's it you just never know what you're going to get with a
1: Sonic uh, <laughs> title really uh yeah um it was pretty good I played it it's pretty good they brought yeah. back the original um co-creator for this one it's his mm. first one he's worked on in more than 20 years I think uh, on and Oshima, Osh- Osh- Oshima- <laughs> Oshima-san. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, I, it just, I don't know. Look, I'm not a businessman. You'd think this game is going to do most of its business on Nintendo Switch um, yeah. where the young people are and mm. they decided to release it two, three days before Mario Wonder. I don't know what the hell that was all about. Mm. Um, You know, presumably it's got legs. You know, people keep buying it. I mean, it is, quick it is legs. a good game. Yeah, quick legs, mm. indeed.
0: Yeah, I mean... I mean, we did, I mean, uh, Jordan very carefully and helpfully uh, gave us the other titles that were released uh, in, in in that week, uh, in October rather. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, and uh, DreamWorks Trolls Remix Rescue, uh, suggesting that Sonic's main rival affected the game's sales most. I mean, I would say that if you are in the aforementioned boardroom of someone creating DreamWorks Trolls. Uh, Remix Rescue, are you saying the same thing? Are, or are you including no, Sonic but that, in that no, as well? But that's, but
1: the good point is that why the hell did you release SpongeBob SquarePants uh, during <laughs> you know during the same month as Mario Wonder?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess yeah, I guess yeah, I guess Sonic Sonic's got to back himself if he wants to be a Premier League footballer. But I mean, the Cosmic Shake, the SpongeBob SquarePants, and Trolls Remix Rescue—they've got to be looking like, taking a, a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror. Or maybe there is like an undercurrent kind of like hardcore DIY following for these two titles. I, I, I would speculate there aren't more.
1: you got to imagine those ones. It's just like their sales is predominantly through like mums in Walmart, right? Like, oh, yeah, m- yeah, like you know, yes. Mummy, I want, uh, you we know, like DreamWorks, yeah. Trolls, there you go then. Like, I don't think it really but matters.
0: But then is SpongeBob really a, a, a deal? It, I mean, it's mainly an ironic purchase by a, a a a child who's like, well, a kid who's about 18, 19 nowadays. I don't I mean, know what I the price imagine. point is, but
1: I imagine it's probably not mm. 50 quids either.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Uh, well, this has been uh, VGC The Video Again Podcast. Andy, indeed. what's
1: uh, happening on the site? What's happening on the site? Oh uh, this shit! Week? What is happening on the site? I don't know. <laughs> Look at open your CMS. <laughs> that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, well, See what's drafted. Well, Jordan in the, in the draft. Jordan's in America. Swanning about. So he is. Yeah. What's, he's he's not, not any much. any
0: any indication about what he's up to? Because he's in Los Angeles. Uh, not Los that
1: Angeles. I know of that I not can of, say. Okay. Um, but yeah. the you know if if you're Looking for Final Fantasy VII stuff uh, with a big release mm. uh, today as, at the time of recording. Then there's there's lots of that on the site. You know, we've got a big review roundtable um, podcast yeah. that's also available to listen to. On this feed. Listen of course, now. Um, our review and there's guides and, and all sorts of stuff around that. I mean, that's a big, exciting game. It makes me wish I um, I cared about Final Fantasy. I missed out on that.
0: I, I know. It's other people. That's what I mean. It's other people seeing. But I'm excited like, um, for their Star excitement, and, right? Because it's like Paul. this yeah. big classic <laughs> exactly. game.
1: That you, so you know, how you have nostalgia for stuff that you didn't play just because it was in the magazines at the time, and you know, around. Yes. Life. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, even, yeah.
1: if everyone has nostalgia for like Cloud and uh, and you know mm. Midgar and big Barry Big Sod, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wish I had time in the day to go and play, but now I have to, to, to play down. two of them, mm. which is yes. is not going to okay. happen. Yeah. I wonder if it works on Steam Deck. It must do, right?
0: You'd think. So? I mean, they don't. Gen- I mean, they do generally. T- they either release a bit broken and, and they come round it's got to work on i don't steam think deck. it'll test
1: it's got to. yeah it has to, has to. i'm gonna google I mean, it does people want final um, fantasy oh <laughs> have first all, have a storyline yes does, <laughs> i guess i guess that means a rather uh, lengthy one i guess one would, i guess that means suggest. um like you know a connecting storyline right right uh, does okay. final fantasy yeah. work on steam deck uh it has to surely yeah, it does. The
0: Steam Deck's getting a little bit long in the tooth these days, and I imagine these kind of new titles do, do test them. Alan Wake was a real, obviously, because it it, it doesn't... Um, I think you have to, yeah, have to fiddle to you have get to that on there, out yeah, it, which I can't be asked pain, to. Do. But no, exactly, which means I'm just playing less Alan Wake, has to be said. Do you know what, so, yeah, listeners? Though,
1: I am going to download Final Fantasy VII on my Steam Deck for right. report next week. I'll be crying What's on the it? pod. Let's, let's, hear,
0: let's hear about your let's hear about your bandwidth. Let's, yeah. let's how much uh, how much you're rocking. That's I still want to I still time, want to finish
1: um, like a dragon because again, I'm in the same situation. I can't get to uh, Infinite Wealth, which came out last month. Mm. Or this was it this month. Without don't getting don't that one done. Yeah, I know, and I'm like, yeah, and you know, a pain in the ass for that is is you can pay that on Steam Deck, but I started on Xbox, and you can't transfer. Oh, file. you can't transfer it. So at now I'm surely unless, there's somebody. Unless I want to kick myself even further back. That's me done. Oh, that's such a shame. I, I,
0: I, yeah, I think you, I think the sort of length and breadth of those little side missions in Yakuza, and they are fun. I, I've said before on the podcast, just give me one game with all of the side missions from every uh, Yakuza uh, game. That'll be absolutely cracking and like a dragon. I'd, I'd absolutely love that. Um, and none of the story, because the story just is just ambling and it takes a
1: very long time. Do you know what I, like I, I quite so like? Hard, and obviously. again, this is like, don't take this the wrong way. Like I wouldn't like mm. any like harm to come to me. But if mm. I was like hospital lies somehow and, yes and i, I were in agony and there's no yeah and and there's no like i could not work and they're like yep. look mr robinson you just need to rest that'd be yes. nice just to sit and play <laughs> some games you know it in. where yeah. i wouldn't I've... have to do any like family things or and i get lots of sympathy you know oh you just play got... you just play your video game
0: that'd be i've got a flight i've got a flight to philadelphia or rather new york uh, and drive down to philadelphia for wrestlemania next month and i am those sweet seven hours oh, nobody yes. can get
1: hold of me. That's actually pretty like, My top gaming wait. time on a flight. Yeah, massively, hugely. The worst thing little... that ever happened to air travel was the introduction of Wi-Fi. Of Wi-Fi. Connection with the very... outside world. Yeah,
0: rubbish. Anyway, uh, this has been uh, the, the podcast. Uh, send us any questions, comments, and concerns to podcast of Video Games, chronicle.com. The ex and John Midler will be back next week uh, after his incarceration for uh, that that. that Glasgow-based um, uh, We Wonka experience uh, thank you for listening to the podcast uh, follow us on uh, what's the, we've deleted the Twitter handle for crying it's VGC underscore news isn't it yes that's it well it is I was off the top of the dome piece fantastic we'd like once again uh, exhaustively I'd like to thank the great Grant Kirk Hope for the VGC podcast theme song say goodbye Andy goodbye. and it's goodbye from me see you next time oh. bye bye VGC a video games podcast is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.